start using cutting-edge warp speed 5G technology with your cell phone. Let me tell you about my friends at MobileMobile.io. They have an ultra-fast 4G LTE and 5G network that covers 99% of Americans. So they've got you covered everywhere. Think about it for a moment. You have the opportunity to take a test drive for 10 days with unlimited talk, text, and premium data. What is premium data? Premium data is an allotment of a cellular data that you receive from a higher priority on the network. You won't get throttled like you will with some of those, well, non-brand service providers. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to mobilemobile.io. That's mobilemobile.io to start your 10-day free trial. Welcome to your ultimate safety experience. Welcome to Safety FM, where we talk about safety that's truly inspired by you. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. This is Jay Allen. This episode and every episode of Safety FM is sponsored by Safety Focus Moment. You can reach them at safetyfocusmoment.com. They are consultants that deal with safety cultures and how to implement safety programs inside of your organization and companies. I want to say first off, thank you, thank you, and thank you. It has been overwhelming the amount of interaction we have had with the listeners in regards to downloading the podcast. This week, as we speak on Apple Podcast, we have actually ranked number five within our category, which is education and training. So I want to say thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the downloads. It's been pretty exciting on our end. But with that great news, we have done some additions to the show. Currently, we are streaming our show 24-7 at safetyfm.live. That's safetyfm.live. Or you can go to safetyfm.com. You can continue to still pick up the show on the regular podcast catcher that you're using. The other great part about this is we will still continue to release our episodes on Tuesdays as we're doing currently, but we will automatically put the new episode on safetyfm.live the moment after it's done recording. So you can pick it up there or you can pick it up still on the podcatcher that you're using. Want to say number one, thank you very much for everything that you guys have done to this moment. We really do appreciate and we feel extremely encouraged and humbled by the love and representation that we've had back from the listeners. So thank you very much. So today our focus is going to be on Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration and the driver qualification files to be exact. So what is a driver qualification file? The driver qualification file is, or a DQ file, depending on who you talk to, is a record-keeping requirement that trucking companies must meet for every employee driver. Even if you are a trucking company-only driver, you still need to have a driver qualification file for yourself. The difficult part about the driver qualification file is that the trucking company must know the driver qualification requirements to pass a safety audit. And there is a lot to know. To cut down on the confusion, we will not only explain each driver qualification form requirement and also provide you with information on where you can find a checklist with the required information about part 391. So who is required to have a driver qualification file? The driver qualification file is often thought to go hand in hand with the commercial driver's license, also CDL. This is a misperception that has created a lot of confusion 
for many carriers. For interstate drivers, the need of a DQ file is based on the size and type of vehicle that's being driven. The applicable definition of commercial motor vehicle per part 390.5 include both CDL and non-CDL drivers alike. Interstate drivers would need to look at the state-specific regulation to determine if it's applicable to them. Individuals operating the following type of vehicles on an interstate for commerce need to have a completed driver qualification file. Vehicles with gross vehicle weight or gross vehicle weight rating or gross combination of weight or gross combination of weight rating of 10,001 pounds or more Vehicles that are designed to transport more than 15 people or more than 8 people when they're in direct compensation involved. Vehicles transporting hazardous materials that require the vehicle to be placard. So sometimes there's a lot of confusion on what exactly that means. Keep in mind that most of it's state specific and that you need to look into what the regulation is for the state. There's always the federal regulation also. The criterion definition that causes confusion in the vehicle weight, the general weight criterion for which CDL is needed is 26,001 pound. Let's try that one more time. 26,000 one pound. The weight criterion for which a file is needed is 10,001 pound. So interstate drivers, a vehicle between 10,001 and 26,001 pounds, not hauling hazmat, need to have a DQ file, but do not need to have a CDL. For interstate drivers, it depends on which state has adopted the weight criteria. A number of states use the same 10,000 implied criterion for interstate drivers, it depends on what state has adopted for weight criteria. A number of states use the same 10,001 pounds criteria as it is found in the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Regulations, and other states have increased the weight limit to anywhere from 12,000 pounds up to 26,001 pounds, which does not coincide with the CDL requirements. A few states have also grandfathered clauses of other exceptions except certain drivers from certain portions of the DQ file, such as medical cards. By the way, just in case if there's any confusion, criterion and criteria can be used depending on where, where you're from. So if I use both, I do apologize, but I just want to reference that piece real quick. What does normally the eight files consist of? Let's go into that in much, much detail. There's eight things that need to be inside of there, so let's break them down. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our safety. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's perfect. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit stoptextstoprex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! You're listening to Safety FM. Changing safety cultures, one broadcast and one podcast at a time. The application is first. You create the employment application as long as it contains all the mandatory information, which is listed on the electronic code federal regulation, or you can simply use the new driver package from the FMCSA. Now, if you do go to the FMCSA website, it does have a lot of detail on how that application is broken down. Of course, we're not gonna have enough time to go step by step on that one, but just keep that in mind. And that would be under the new driver application package. 
that can be found on fmcsa.dot.gov. As we continue, you need to have a copy of the motor vehicle record from each licensing agency that they've had for the last 12 months. So if the trucking company responsible for the request has an MVR, each truck driver or vehicle operator needs to bring in the information for the last 12 months for every state that they held a CDL for. That would be a CDL or a permit. Now, you can always go to the DMV websites, depending on which state it is, for a little bit of help if needed. Number three, motor vehicle records for previous three years, a permit or a license to verify their driving record. Keep in mind, that's for every state that they were in for the last three years. Every trucking company must investigate and inquire from every state that each new driver has held or holds a license or permit to receive all possible MVRs for each vehicle operator. Review of MVR. MVRs must be reviewed every 12 months to determine if the driver meets the minimum requirement for safe driving and evaluate the vehicle operator's driving qualification. The annual note must include the name of the reviewing person as well as the date of the review. Any evidence of violation of any FMCSA regulation must be identified and disclosed. Evidence of the driver disregard of public safety, such as speeding, reckless driving, operating under the influence of alcohol or other accidents on the driver's record must be considered proof of violation. Take your time and be careful as you review these records because an incorrect determination of a driver qualification could put your company out of service. So when you look at these, you need to be very specific on what you're looking for, number one. Number two, when you're looking into this information, you need to have signatures and dates. So you're going to review it. You're going to sign off on it. You're going to verify the information as you proceed forward. Signatures and the dates are crucial to this whole thing. Number five. Records of violation. Every transportation company must obtain a list or certificate from each driver showing violations in the previous 12 months. The record of violation should cover the motor vehicle, traffic laws, and other ordinances. Parking violations do not need to be included in this list. The driver certificate or list is required even if the driver has no violation or other convictions. In that case, the vehicle operator just simply signs the certificate. Now keep in mind, depending on how you want to do it, you can combine both of those records together. The one from number four, which was the review of the MBR, where you have the supervisor sign off on it, and the record of violation. So those two forms can be combined into one. That is perfectly fine currently. Number six, a copy of the commercial driver's license. A copy of the CDL is necessary to prove that the driver is qualified to operate the vehicle. This can be fulfilled in three ways. A copy of the license, a road test certificate is issued to the driver, or equivalent certificate accepted as the driver's road test. Proving that a truck driver is qualified to operate a commercial vehicle is not limited to including records of proper education and a safe driving record. A vehicle operator also needs to be physically qualified to operate a vehicle safely. To prove that the vehicle operator meets the seventh requirement, you must have a driver complete a medical form. Number seven, medical examination certificate or legible copy. A Department of Transportation, DOT, physical exam must be conducted by a licensed, listen to that part there, licensed medical examiner listed by the FMCSA National Registry. The DOT physical exam is valid 
for up to 24 months. However, if there are any medical concerns that the medical examiner wants to monitor, like high blood pressure, the medical examiner certificate may be issued for less than 24 months. The completed examination report, whether it's electronic or a paper copy, is kept on file for at least three years from the exam date. The medical examiner is required to make these records available to either the authorized representative of the FMCSA or state or federal or local enforcement agency representatives within 48 hours of any request. If a medical variation from the FMCSA was issued to obtain a medical examiner certificate, the medical variance document record must also be kept in the driver qualification file. Number eight, note regarding medical examiner certificate. Every carrier must obtain and retain a note of record if the driver qualification file verifying that the medical examiner used by the vehicle operator was authorized on the national registry or certificate of medical exam list. So that breaks down the eight. What I like to tell people normally is driver qualification files are one of the most crucial things that you'll do when you're onboarding a new vehicle operator. If you can keep this in electronic format, this will save a lot of time. Once you upload these documents, there's many companies that are out there and that are available that will allow you to do driver qualification files through them and they will verify that everything's there and they will allow you to get information on when things need to be updated. If that's not something that you want to do, then you need to make some kind of track record calendar reminder of all your vehicle operators as you need to update whatever's missing or if there's something that's about to come up. Some companies tend to renew all of the driver qualification files, like let's say for instance, the annual NBR at the same time. Now, if you have somebody who comes on later on, probably not the best recommendation on doing so. So I normally try to do it based on hire date or recommended on hire date, depending on how your company functions. The driver qualification portion is a crucial piece. Now, depending on how you have it broken down inside of your company, you could either have your HR staff actually get the forms as you're hiring a person on, or you could have your driver manager obtain the information. Keep in mind that it's confidential information that's listed on there. So you wanna make sure that this person will not communicate anything to an outside personnel about what's on those files. That does cover quite a bit of information today in regards to the driver qualification files. I do hope that you enjoyed Safety FM today. This is one of these things that is very dear and close to my heart. Not sure if you've been keeping close watch to what's been going on out of the state of New York. There was a pretty severe bus accident that did occur. And there was a reference to the gentleman and his driving record. And I believe that some of this could have been avoided if the driving record was verified, looked at, and patterns were noticed at the time. Now, of course, that is just my opinion. This is why today we're focusing on driver qualification files and the importance that if you're in the transportation business, that you verify them. So before I let you go today, there's been some questions that have come about in regards of some of the emails that we received and some of the Facebook messages on how do I get my team to interact with Safety FM? I want them to listen to the podcast. I don't know how to get them to it. So we came up with this idea. So with now our streaming platform, which is free, just in case if you had the question, what you can do is go to safetyfm.com and hit listen now, and that will actually rotate 
our podcast that we have going on. This gives you the opportunity to play it if you want somebody to listen to it. That way you don't feel like you're having them download the podcast unless they're actually interested in downloading the podcast. But this gives you a different option if you're trying to get some of your vehicle operators, some of the people inside of your office staff or inside of your company to listen to it. So you can go to safetyfm.com listen now or you can go to safetyfm.live and that will give you the option now we do have those programs rotating throughout that gives you the opportunity of doing that opposed to actually doing the podcast download if they're not interested in doing so at the time we do appreciate your support of safety fm if you get a chance please give us a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher or come to safetyfm.com listen to us live streaming 24 7 thanks again for the support Thank you for listening to Safety FM. I have been your safety manager and host, Jay Allen. And until next time, be safe. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now, that live streaming thing, and you don't know where to start or what to do? I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 44-0 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case, and you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms.